Welcome to Doing a World of Good, a podcast from the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, shining the light on the positive works of our members and supporters. I'm your host, Bob Nort. Our guest today would have never imagined as a child the life he would wind up leading, but from his humble beginnings as the son of a Methodist preacher in rural New Jersey, Greg Yeo was determined and focused, and it was this drive that would eventually guide him to a storied career at Exxon Chemical, eventually leading him to the top of the company's engineering positions, becoming Exxon Mobil Chemical's chief engineer. But all through this journey, Greg never lost sight of his roots and the people who helped him along his way, and it's this perspective that has led him to now focus his closing years in the business toward helping others to achieve the fullness of their own potential. It's an inspiring story, and we're pleased to have him with us here today. Greg, welcome. Thanks, Bob. Now, again and again, in both your speeches and your writings, you keep coming back to this idea of grit. Tell us a little bit more about this philosophy and where it comes from. Well, I've had a, a really a, a wonderful career. Actually, I still have a, a wonderful career. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to <laughs> exit you too quickly. <laughs> I, uh, my demise has been overstated. But, no, but I've worked with so many fantastically accomplished people doing such interesting and impactful things, and, and I come from a, a very diverse and really accomplished family in, in a wide range of fields that have no connection to each other. Um, you mentioned that my dad was a small-town preacher. Well, he was a passionate man, and my mom was a, a passionate woman. My my older brother is one of the most accomplished symphonic trombonists in the world. He's among the most passionate people I have ever known, and my younger brother is a passionate missionary who's led and driven change all over the world. And when you're around so many accomplished people, you can't help but think about what they have in common, because uh, their success doesn't correlate with the eliteness of the school they went to, or the, the level of the degree that they earned, or the family income. It doesn't correlate well with their IQ, or even what you'd call their natural-born talent. It, it correlates with just a couple of things. Their, their ability to lead and to bring others to align around an idea, to, to collaborate, and it correlates with their, almost most of all, their, their grit, their, their ability to work with a clear sense of purpose. Uh, Angela Duckworth's written a lot about this, and she defines grit as passion and perseverance for, for long-term goals. We, we could talk for a really long time about what it takes to build grit and why that grit is so fundamental in generating that powerful sense of aligned purpose and creating achievement. Well, tell me a little bit more about this grit thing, you know, in terms of your role as chief engineer at ExxonMobil Chemical. I mean, how does this focus on grit impact your daily life and the effectiveness of how you perform your job? Yeah, well, I'd say it was everything. Uh, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things. It's like the air you breathe or the water that fish swim in. Uh, you don't think about it, but it's always there. Look, but there's got to be something. Like, there's got to you know, be something. Well, there are because we and a lot of and a lot of our a lot of industrial producers work in tough global businesses where we we win by having better ideas and better innovation and better technology and and better performance. That's that is what it takes to to win. Grit means taking talented people and turning them into to skilled people, and then having skilled people who can work together with a common sense of purpose to achieve things that are far bigger than any one of them could achieve individually. 
it's it's very difficult and it's and it's it's impactful and it's intensely interesting to me it makes the difference it's it is the source of the satisfaction when you can see people with that that sense of purpose and that sense of perseverance and and when you build that team and you deliver a result it is it is the thing that makes us energized that makes us effective it's to me it's the thing that makes coming to work every morning uh, really something that you truly want to do it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's just about purpose though it also sounds about like you're you've become an inspiration to the people around you and that when you have grit and have purpose you are an inspiration that leads other people to better performance yeah it is because i th- i think we all we all have this longing to do things that are important and we all have a longing to feel needed in what we do. I think that's true whether we're talking about a career and, or whether we're talking about retirement. The happiest people I know are in retirement are ones that get up every morning and do something they think is important and that they feel needed by the people around them. I, I think that's it, it's a compelling sense of purpose and, and then building that perseverance of knowing that it doesn't always go well but being the per- person that can pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and get back into the game. Um, when Duckworth talks about grit, one of the elements she talks about is having that faith, that knowing that if I make a mistake, if I fail, if it doesn't go well, that that failure is not permanent, that I can get back in there and I can learn from it and I can do it again. Those that don't have that faith have a very difficult time sustaining that grit. Well, let's back up a minute and talk a, a bit more about your role at ExxonMobil. How has it evolved over time? And tell us a little bit about your career journey there. Okay, well, I started my career at uh, what was then uh, Exxon Chemical back in 1979. I was a process engineer. And it's funny, I went, I went back and thought about it. And every title I've ever had at this company has had the word engineer in it. And I'm really proud of that. Um, I worked in, uh, started working in ethylene technology which was a, just a fantastic place for a person to start that's motivated by technical challenges. Uh, ethylene is a complicated process. It has every unit operation. It has difficult separations, high temperatures, low temperatures, high pressures, low pressures, thermodynamics, and even a little bit of magic and lore to go along with it. Um, in those early years, I leaned into every opportunity that came along. I wanted to work on those tough, interesting problems, and I wanted to work with talented, smart people. I wanted to be part of that community of people that that, that did things, that, that accomplished tough technical tasks that had that kind of reputation. And, and that took me through a wide range of roles and assignments, all in the Olefins area, but across lots of different disciplines in process technology and process design and manufacturing and project development and in team leadership. And, and it took our family to a law, a big range of assignments around the world where I had a chance to see that people aren't doing things the same way everywhere. And plants and technology, they are not working the same way everywhere with different people and different cultures and, and different approaches. When you Once you realize that things are different in different places, you want to know why and you want to be part of finding the way that works and the way that works best in, in that business opportunity. So that's the early part of my career. The middle part of my career is really one I'd characterize as developing effective leadership and really learning about the power and the importance of collaboration and aligning around purpose. And that's where we work across many interfaces with lots of different kinds of skilled people. But they bring that intersection of 
all of their individual capabilities to bear on a problem and they create a solution that is better than they could have created on their own. Mm. And that's the intersection of engineering with business and with with technology, putting those pieces together and working towards that common goal. That is where the big things happen. You must, and, and like you, you said, you this must. later part of my career was really focused on dedicating to the success of others and leaving that legacy where people get that energy and see the power of that collaboration and that excellence and and develop that grit and toughness to solve that never-ending stream of real big challenges. You know, what about unexpected roadblocks or challenges that you did face along the way? I mean, how did your grit help you to overcome them? Do you have any specific examples that come to mind that you might want to share with us? Yeah, so you ask a great question because every one of us has big challenges at some point in our lives, whether it's personal or professional. Nobody, nobody gets a free pass on that. And yeah, uh, grit will sustain you when things are hard. It's, that's that that ability to pick yourself and dust yourself off and, and get back into the into the game. But it has its it has its limits. Um, I, I, this this is a story that I tell quite often. I mean, back in 1985, um, I had one of those tsunamis of of life stressors. Uh, I had a young family. We had a we had a one-year-old. Uh, my wife and I took an assignment to Australia, which was, was absolutely wonderful. I mean, it was just a wonderful opportunity as a young family. She was expecting our second child. But shortly after arriving, uh, what was going to be like the dream assignment of our of our lives, I mean, I was a guy who'd grown up in little towns and never been outside of the East Coast of the United States at that point. Um, but we, our one-year-old daughter, our child along the way, and we learned that my mom was was um, living in New Jersey at the time, and she was seriously ill. And we had a tragic event at the plant where I was working. It was uh, it was it was the, the thing that taught me about process safety. When when someone in your in your plant is is killed, it is a tragic event, and it changes the work culture. And and then my wife's mother, she fell ill, and I had overwhelming responsibilities and challenges at every front. I mean, work, home, a family back in in New Jersey. I mean, everywhere and. Yeah, you know what? Grit is is great, but it's it's not enough when life just gangs up on you. And and, and in in those moments, at that time when everything was so hard, it was it was the place where I learned the importance and the and the value of, and the critical nature of having people around you and people that you can depend on that will support you and and help you. And here we were in Australia. We were newcomers. Nobody knew us. Nobody owed us anything. But people were kind to us in a countless number of ways. And and although that was a difficult and tragic time in so many ways, our memory of Australia is so powerful and so positive. And it's because of the people we were surrounded with and the support and that that overwhelming feeling of kindness that we were around. So to me, it is it's humbling to remember those people. And it really instills the responsibility in you to be that kind of person to to others. So my, my mantra really is that of both grit and that culture of helpfulness. And that combination is an unbeatable combination for both personal and professional success. Now, speaking of sharing uh, your successes with others, you know, you, you've done a lot of work with the American Institute of Chemical Engineers. Can you tell us a little bit about how you first got involved? And are there any defining or memorable moments from your work with the organization that kind of stand out and uh, inspire you. Yeah, well, I actually came to the AICHE um, 
in the middle of my career. Um, I, I, I knew that it existed. I was a student member. And then like a lot of student members, I just got busy doing things on my own and didn't pay attention to it. Um, somewhere in the middle of my career, though, I became aware of an industry group in the AICHG that really focused on uh, on technical subjects related to the manufacture of ethylene, which is the business that I've I've spent my career working in. And, and I started learning that, that there is information available there. There's a, a gathering of the community of licensors, uh, inventors, innovators, vendors, producers uh, that are gathering together and, and sharing information, non-confidential, uh, mostly oriented around safety and environmental and, 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 and excellence in practice. And, and that became, over the, the next few years, just a go-to place for me, both in terms of presence and, and, and reading. And with enough involvement, you get more involved. I got more involved. Uh, ultimately became a leader in that organization and have now been with it for, for many years. And, and through that, being exposed to others in the AICHE, I became involved with the the broader programming staff and ultimately took on leadership roles in national programming activities and conference chairmanship. And then in more recent years, just because I was around so much, I couldn't help but see what was going on with students and the student conference. And, and now I'm a regular contributor in that area as well. So it, it's been an evolution, but it was originally driven by that purpose of professional development. And then I will say, quite frankly, it, it grew into much more and it, it's a significant source of both uh, pride and, and professional satisfaction across the, the spectrum of industry association and um, uh, and programming and uh, collaboration and helping with students. Well, tell me a little bit more about the students and young professionals that you work with. What kind of questions are they asking you and what do you tell them? Um, any well, any well, yeah, what, when it comes to talking to the students, there's there's always many questions, but there's always two that come up every single. That's time. what I was so trying to get to. I wanted, I knew there's got to be two. <laughs> well, the first one is how do I get a job, and the second <laughs> is what do, what, what do I do to be successful? And uh, what what I tell them is that um, I I work very hard to discourage them of thinking that there are tricks and techniques. And uh, you'll find lots of people and lots of books that will say say this and don't say that and put this on your resume and use these words and use this format. Um, that's fine. And, and I think that's wonderful that people are willing to help them with those those things so they don't make a dumb mistake and spell the word wrong and they're well proofread. But I really believe that the principles are what matter. The fundamentals matter far, far more than the techniques. William, uh, sorry, uh, Stephen Covey talks about this a lot in um, his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He he really downplays the technique approach and focuses on the fundamentals. So I, I believe there are four fundamental things. And you'll know that one of them is is grit. So let's get that one out of the way. Beyond the grit, though, there is there's deep competence in whatever your chosen field is. If you are competent, then you are a good foundation for any job that you're going into. Um, the next one, you've heard me mention it before, is leadership, the ability to express ideas, to bring people together around a vision, to to influence and to affect and to compel people to to come together with a common sense of purpose, and then the the fourth is is around collaboration. Uh, really, mean effectively working with other people, uh, working towards a common purpose, having your activities and your expertise contribute to something that is greater than your area of expertise. So, if I was to list them, and they're not in any particular order, a grit competence, leadership, and collaboration, and a smart student, a wise student, is thinking about all four of those throughout their university career. 
too many students focus too hard on thinking, all I got to do is get good grades and have a good internship and I'll write those down and people will know I've got it. Well, no, that's maybe the, maybe a hint at the competence piece, but we need to be bringing students along that have, that can tell their story with real life examples of competence, leadership, collaboration and grit. If they can tell people about those things, they'll get a job. I sometimes think I, I sometimes yeah. think that people need to not just get better answers. They need to ask better questions. And I think that that's what you're getting to. I mean, you know, lead these students toward asking better questions, deeper questions about their life and about what it takes to have this grit, have this uh, focus and purpose in your life. Um, that's going to lead yes, to a much more successful outcome. That's, that's true, because it's really about being an authentic person, a person who is driven by, by purpose, who has a clear sense of what they, what they are and what their deep interests are. Uh, when Angela Duckworth writes about grit, it starts with a, a deep sense of interest. She calls it passion. If you are deeply interested, if you care, if you think it's important, you will find a way to make it one of those things that you focus on and you bring excellence to. And you'll want to collaborate with people and people will want to collaborate with you. And if students can be authentic and tell their story to show that they have that sense of interest, they have that sense of, of understanding the importance of leadership and collaboration. And young engineers, when they're practicing to, to see that as their responsibility, they, build, they need to build those skills and, and look for opportunities and lean into the opportunities to build those skills. You can't help but be successful at that point. Well, you know, you mentioned story and you've mentioned story again and again. How do people respond to your story um, in particular? And how do they focus? Uh, what kind of takeaways do they bring from it? What kind of things do they bring up and say this particular part of your story meant the most to us? Well, that's the that's actually the big reward for me. Um, so many times when you speak to students, students are talked to by recruiters or by coaches or by consultants or people that want to tell them what to do. And I don't think that's actually treating people like like a thoughtful adults. Um, the, the responses I get are just so uh, so energizing. Um, the, the, that message of, of grit and, and helpfulness and integrity and authenticity is something that I think students, young professional, all of us are hungry to to hear. And I think it's universal, whether you're an engineer or a musician or, or an athlete, it is it is based on fundamentals. And the amount of of, of correspondence I, I get when uh, shortly after after talking to groups of students, the number of invitations they get on LinkedIn, I can't accept them all, I can't respond to all of them. But they come from students at all schools and all parts of the the world. And that is personally, that is my reward being feeling that the message is heard that that the world really is a it, it may seem unfair at moments it's it's not easy but you know what it's not just who you know it's not just tricks and techniques it's not just being lucky it's things that you can control you can build your grit you can build your ability and skill and leadership and collaboration you have control and i think when people realize it is in their control to be able to build those critical skills they, they can't help but be more positive than thinking, I got to be lucky. I got to I got to get a call. But no, you know what? You will be lucky. You will be because it's not luck. It's who you are. And I think that's an inspiring message for just about anybody. Well, speaking of inspiration, we are doing this as part of the Doing a World of Good campaign. And I wanted to know what your hopes for the Doing a World of Good campaign are and what can we do to better support you and your efforts and get the word out about grit and 
being an inspiration to others? Well, I guess since I, you've heard I've said over and over, I am a purpose-driven person. I, I hope that we can get really broad understanding and buy-in to the underlying concepts behind what doing a world of good is about. I, I, I know that it, we have to look at it as a, as, a, um, as a foundation and as a fundraising, but it's what's behind it that is really the energizing thing. Um, I hope that professional people, the engineering community, uh, see it as more than a program, that they see it as some place where their personal efforts and their personal advocacy connect to make a difference to the profession and to the society that we live in, that we energize this profession to work with principle and purpose and that we equip the next generation to reach the highest levels of performance, integrity, and accomplishment. Um, yes, I hope we raise all the funds we need to make those things happen, but I hope even more that with a message really gets through to understanding what it is that we're trying to do in doing a world of good. That's some great advice. And thank you for spending time with us today, Greg. I appreciate it. I really enjoy the opportunity to chat with you. Our guest today has been Greg Yeo. To find out more about his work with the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, visit AICHE.org and search for his sessions under Programming and Conferences. And for more details about the Doing a World of Good campaign, visit doingaworldofgood.org. Well, that does it for this episode of Doing a World of Good. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, search for us on your favorite podcast directory or visit doingaworldofgood.org. On behalf of everyone at the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, I'm Bob Norp. Thanks for listening. <laughs>